Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the Gene Tea Podcast. You're here with Bolo. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo has a performer. And Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional <laughs> review on RuPaul's Drag Race <laughs> UK, UK Season 5. The finale. The finale. So let's raise a glass. Or And start spilling. The GNT. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the grand finale, Season 5. I mean, you know what we do. It's a live series podcast. We're going to be watching the finale. You're going to be hearing our reactions, as we Did. always do on the final day. Tom, what are you reckoning about the season? It's a bit sad that it's coming to an end. I am sad that it's... I mean, very excited. I'm very excited for the finale. But definitely sad it's come to an end. It's been such a fantastic season of, of Drag Race. I mean, word on the street. I don't know what you think about this. It's, it's been a return to form for Drag Race UK. What do you think about that? Was there a form to return to? Was there a drop in form? Tom, Discuss. Ab- absolutely. Oh, okay. Absolutely. She had an I'm sorry. Um, and it started from season three. Uh huh, uh huh. Elaborate. I started from season three, and I think it was A, there were, there were a few factors there. It was rushed. We know that. We know filming. It was, was a rushed, rushed production. Yes. It was during COVID. And in my opinion, when you're saying a return to form, mm-hmm. I think it started coming back season four, and then season five has been the solidification of UK coming back to its greatness. And, I, and yeah. for me, that's just my honest truth. I also think season three suffered in comparison to season two, which is often held in really high esteem. And season one was fantastic as well. In my opinion, people, the great thing about the UK series is that. It actually started off bloody strong. Season one is fantastic. Recently we watched it. Just an amazing season. Bag of chips. The mm. of the Campo. I mean, one of the most solid top threes we've ever Skitty seen. Skinny Cat. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, she really, really added to that cast, didn't she? <laughs> well, she did in a way. You know, she's memorable in her own way. And there was a different perspective of Dragon. Her- God, I was. Do you remember, do you remember that was a, everyone? That was the first series we ever podcasted. Mm. It was when Tom and I were like, you know, should we, should we just, you know, for shits and gigs, let's just <laughs> should we podcast because it's come to the UK. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We're from the UK. Mm-hmm. People need to understand the UK nuances, the references, and I thought that would be a great place. Um, our podcast would be a great it felt place. Like an opportunity to, really, to yeah. do something fun, didn't it? And and of course, we thought, you know what, we're, we're more than just yes, God, slay mama, you know, all those. <laughs> At that time, Jake Yonce was oh, the, the queen of YouTube. She was the queen the of Reports Drag YouTube. Race. The reigning queen of YouTube Drag Race. And then we thought, you know, let's do it. I mean, we're not a Jake Yonce. We're not all of these people who were just gossip. I think first and foremost, and we say this a lot, I think that we are super fans and uh-huh. we we acknowledge how hard it is for these amazing, talented queens to fabulous, go on the show, put creatures. on this entertainment and really mm. showcase what they do. And, and that, that's a hard thing to do. So we appreciate and we respect each of the queens and their craft. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it's so nice for me in, a, in particular to hear some of the thoughts that you have. I mean, oh. we're both very... Oh, I've got a compliment from We're both... <laughs> God. We're both very different. Where am I? We're very different people in the sense that the way that we think it is, we are very different. I think you know that. Well, I We're appreciate the. I think I appreciate your directness and I appreciate your performance expertise. I appreciate your humour. Um, but again, I said it a couple of weeks ago. I do think you contribute to this podcast. I think <laughs> I think it's great. I don't know if I said enough, Bolo. Yeah, but I think that you know you you do you do you, make a contribution. It has you, to be said. <clears throat> 
You look good. <laughs> let's just say there's room for everyone. Let's just say that. Thank Let, you. Let's get no. back to season five. And like, can I just ask you kind of like, what have been your favourite aspects of this season that have made it a great season? I think to answer that, yeah, it's also going to answer why I think it has been a return to form. Mm-hmm. Why season five has brought UK back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when they bring in seasoned queens. Yeah, yeah. And we, we say that all the time. Mm-hmm. Every time I see a queen that's been doing drag since before the show, or, so, or who found their identity yeah, in drag yeah. outside of RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. the show, those are the queens for me who bring value to the competition. Yeah. They do. There's something about them that just, it's not so rehearsed and it's not so forced because, you know, mm-hmm. ref- their identity was forged in real life, going out there, doing it when it wasn't so cool, when it was probably dangerous. Yes, and, and definitely dangerous. When they would trick Miles to do like, mm-hmm. you know, um, a, a show in front of drunk people and these three in the crowd. I mean, yeah. these are the queens for me who built the character and who have built a strong... Uh, you know, a brand. The queens you grew up admiring in New Zealand, really. Yes, the you ones know? that scared me. From yes, that walking. They, they made me cross the road because, <laughs> the girl, they, they don't need a bouncer. They need a drag queen. They, That's what they do. Remember and Queen Kong told us? Yeah, she was. Yeah. Was, she, she was talking about Miss Ribena, wasn't yeah. she? Miss Ribena was a drag and, queen and a bouncer rolled up into one. And Miss Ribena was one of the ones who would scare mm-hmm. me. It was buckwheat. It was buckwheat, yeah. she would say. Yeah. And I used to cross the road and they used to make me so scared. And it's something about, you know, them and they've got this vibranium armor. <laughs> <laughs> you just cannot you cannot, you cannot penetrate them their skin is so thick and they're just Armor so strong plated. and they're so witty goddesses and, 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 and it's there it's there and it's we've, we've had some of those queens come back or well, come back onto the show and that's what yeah. I've loved about the show and I think that's why um, the season has been a, a revival or what's helped with reviving the UK back I would put a slight twist on what you say in that I feel like those queens have I featured I like ganja have featured to varying degrees to most seasons i'd say season three was a very young cast um but most seasons we've had queens like davina viv cheddar um who've been doing it for years you know long before drag race yeah but what i like is that there's the spotlight and the respect and the highlighting of them this season um and it it yeah, I really. Uh, the other thing I think, uh, fab cast, fab cast. We've had so many fab casts across the years in, in the UK, but this cast, it really felt like um, most of the queens could kind of do it all. There were very few challenges where somebody absolutely bombed. We had a lot of multi talented queens this season. I wonder as well if production might have given them the respect they deserve, not rushed things as much in rehearsals and things like we saw in season three. They were definitely a victim of that. Um, so, yeah, there is something. I feel like the judging's been largely fair this season as well. I've not been like screeching at the TV saying, how could you do that? Um, that win was completely incorrect. That bottom two was abhorrent. I've- well, you know, th- th- um, there are some times where I have to disagree and I-, I was not happy with the bottom. Or even sometimes like, for example, like last week, mm-hmm. in my opinion, Dee Dee did win the lip sync. She did. She won the lip sync. But Tamara, Tom, Tamara Thomas in the track record, it, it needs to be taken into account. And they did. Yeah, and it's her fourth time in the bottom. So yeah. I, I, I do think that was Dee Dee's time. Yeah. 
you know. But then also when Michael and Kara were in the bottom, I didn't agree with that. Oh, that was at wrong. All. That was that wrong. was rotten actually. That yeah. was rotten. So, so, oh, that was rotten. Yeah. So there are times, and also I love Ginger. But mm. in week one, when she was high, uh, come on. That was like, a funny one. That, that was a funny one. That was funny. That was absolutely funny. Especially when there was that performance, like, runway, you know, which was supposed to be part of the... Um, yeah, yeah. The actual maxi challenge was those looks, and that was supposed to be part of it. And she was, you know, like, I thought she was going to be in the bottom. We both thought that she was going to be in the bottom. We, we loved and her she from was the beginning, high. but we thought, yeah, we just... So so I think, I said, no, there have been some, meh, like, really, decisions done, but... What I thought about that overall, moment, it's almost like they displayed a lack of faith in Ginger, because, like, she's clearly had several well-deserved wins since then, because she actually... She's a fantastic singer, actress, comedian. It's like they kind of didn't need to give her that in the beginning because she was going to win all these challenges anyway. Um, but what a fantastic season. I'd like to hear a little bit about um, what you think about the individual queens in a second. But before we do that, could we just talk about Spotify Wrapped? We've had some of our lovely listeners getting in touch. Go off. Go off, sis. Well, we- James. Hello, James. My friend, James. Handsome James from Manchester. Oh, Okay. What handsome James now is it? <laughs> Thank you very much, James. And we've had um, Anna, who's uh, one of our listeners, who who's a comedian, and oh. has, um, written and performed and stuff with uh, Dawn French. We, we made her number one as well. Oh, come through, Anna! I know, right? Uh, Leah and Emma. We um, both ranked highly on theirs as well. Thank you so much for listening. And also the fabulously talented Dickie Day, who's a drag performer in Brighton, who I'd really love to go and see one day. We have. A hundred pound voucher yeah. at Burnt Orange to use before the new year, and yeah. then it's expired in Brighton. We, we need to go. We, we need to go, and we need to say hello to Dickie Day when we're there. Of course, we'll Dickie see Day is Dickie like Day. a fantastic, we will see a show. gorgeous, um, fantastic queen. I'd love to go see them live. Now, first of all, before we get into what you wanted to do, let's do a UK winners analysis. Okay, mm. let's have a, let's have a see and kind of gauge. Where they where the minds of the producers are with who they want Ooh, okay. to be the Doing winner. So okay. if we go into season one, the winner was the Vivian, and mm-hmm. if you were to categorize the Vivian into you know a, a style of drag, what would it be? Because I'm actually having difficulty. She is a bloody well rounder. Although on the series, I think she. I mean, they they made it sound like choreography was supposed to be her thing, but I don't really remember well like her achilles heel yeah yeah i mean that's because that was her only time in the bottom two when she was in the girl group challenge but then she killed it in the finale yes i what i would what i always think about viv yeah this is like her her thing i think is that she blends old school british drag rooted in performance hosting humor singing um but blends it with a kind of u.s drag polish if that makes sense Yes. Not to say that British queens aren't yeah, you, polished. Well, you kind of well, I just say, did. You kind of just no, did say that. But what so I mean like... is, what I mean is, historically, British drag queens have emphasised performance over over a super polished look. Davina and Viv said in, in in season one, as long as you can sing, dance, and entertain a room, you can go out there in a cheap wig, wear a bit of budgie blue and some some lippy, and you're good to go. Um, but she had this elevated, like she easily had the best wigs and makeup on her season. I mean, she worked at Mac, or didn't she do makeup? They've done lots of things, but I mean, she obviously she cut her teeth on the. Um, oh no, uh, Vivian Westwood, didn't she? 
That's what, well, she got her name from Vivian Westwood because she loved Vivian Westwood. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, she cut her teeth on the Liverpool drag scene and just rose to prominence there. And then the Vivian is one of the reasons that we also started this drag sham podcast yeah. because she's a Scouse local and uh, we wanted to pay homage to her. We're very excited to see her on the cast. And of course, she's from North Wales, actually, like oh, me. Gosh, from North Wales, moved to Liverpool. The parallels are endless. <laughs> Talented, beautiful. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Grow off. So yeah, the Vivian is quite well rounded. Yeah, if, yeah. If yeah, I had yeah, to, yeah. I think. I mean, she's funny. She's comedic, and I think she's what she is, if not the most successful UK drag queen in terms of entering the mainstream. Yeah, she's really, really up there. There are several, many other queens who have stepped into the mainstream and done really, really well. But the Viv is really, really killing it at the moment. Oh, and we're going to be seeing her. Um, in the Wizard of Oz, yes. So I'm excited about that. Now, yes. season two, in the season two, I would the winner, Lauren Cheney. She yeah. was a comedy queen. She was campy, comedy campy. We can go with that, yeah. Certainly, although very polished as well in the looks department. Yeah, but I think that she would classify comedy herself her thing. as yeah. comedy. Yep. Season three, where Crystal Versace is the winner. And I think she was the youthful fashion girl. If we were to, you know quote "ell of a day," you know, robotic fashion, <laughs> robotic fashion girl. Um, Girl. I think Crystal... <laughs> Talking about typecasting. <laughs> I, I think Crystal, uh, the show had, I think, after crowning like a multi-talented all-round performer, a comedy queen, they then wanted to move on to a different archetype and they had their sights set on Crystal from yep. the very beginning. She won two episodes back to back. I mean, she was born to do drag. Born to do drag, all the rest of it. But I guess the thing about Crystal is that in terms of polish and skill when it comes to the art of drag she is precociously talented for someone so young mm. she is just amazing when it comes to the sheer, sheer gloss and beauty and looks stunning um and you know she proved that she's a great performer she if she should have kind of got an additional win for um hey sis it's christmas I agree yeah I agree season four we had danny beard and i would categorize danny mm. you know as a comedy Slash, I want to say alt. I was thinking that word. She's like a comedy queen with a bit of an alt twist. Yeah. In style and things. Yeah. I mean, with a beard. So. But a comedy. Like a clown. Like a comedy clown beard. Bearded clown. Comedy. Like she's she's in that realm Mm. of performance, comedy, alt. Yeah. Which was, you know, which was a new and it was kind of fresh. We haven't had that kind of winner. Yeah, she was like a twist on the comedy performer queen because actually her style of comedy, I think, is very mainstream. But her, she's wrapped up in a bit of an alternative package, like, isn't she? She also, she also had great vocals, mm. very strong vocals. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she, she that's her. Now, season five, looking at that kind of pattern, or who we have had as winners, who do you think? If they had to choose just based on um, an archetype of drag, who do you think will be given the win just based on that? Well, we talk about wins being a bit of a reaction to previous wins, don't we? And the kind of drag race trying to move across the board. Um, if we look at the archetypes that these queens fit into, obviously we've got Tamara as a kind of youthful performer queen. Yeah. Uh, we've got Michael, who is just an all-round professional, does it all. 
I put polished. Michael in the same boat as, as the Viv, the Viv, which is interesting because they're friends and they've performed in Gran Canaria together. Um, and Ginger has just this, this lovely old school sensibility. Old school. You called her old. No, um, she's got this old school sensibility, uh, but with like a a different sort of camp twist, like almost almost panto. There's something almost panto about her. Do you know what she gives me? She gives me. Um, from the house of Alexis Michelle, from mm. the house of Jackie Cox, she gives me like producer vibes. Like yeah. she's just, I, I can see her with like a, a director's hat on. Well, and that's it. Production. Yeah. I can, like every time she does something, for example, like the acting, I've always felt like I was watching a masterclass on how to perform it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I feel like she's like, there's something about her that's very, very, very director slash producer slash professor that's part of her career she's written and produced so she's kind of like backstage and on stage i also think she's very clever and cerebral yeah Um, yes absolutely so she's kind of a new she's kind of a new Mm. drag archetype Mm. and do you think because of that do you think maybe ginger donson might be favored just based on archetypes and taking the win for the season. It's hard to know. It's possible. But let's think of some other ingredients. Because I think all three of these queens are really, really fantastic. Our angels of the north. Such a funny coincidence they're all from the Newcastle area. But they all bring that kind of like down-to-earth Geordie um, humour and sensibility with them. And I think it's part of what makes them so appealing and likeable. Um, I think the three of them are fab. And I won't be mad about anybody winning. Um, of the three of them, Tamara has the worst track record, mm-hmm. but we're entering a performance finale and she's the most likely to kill it. Well, exactly. But but then if we look at previous, I mean, if, even if we look at last season mm-hmm. and we had, who was it? Black Pepper, yes. John Brisblonde, mm-hmm. John Brisblonde. We had Brisbane. Danny Baird and we had Cheddar Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. When I look at the finale from that season, the best performer was Black Pepper. 100%. She was and fab. then the second best performer was Jombas Blonde. Jombas was So great. the two with the worst mm. track record actually did the best there because that was kind of their, their thing, but they didn't win. They but stepped at, to but the at, back. But at least they went off on a high. But in contrast to season three, when the girl who I think had the worst track record was Crystal, because she had two wins, but they weren't since the beginning of the season. And she did lip sync once. Kitty never lip synced. Ella never lip synced. Ella had four wins. Kitty had two. Kitty lip synced against go, two. Go, wanna go, go, go. That was a lip sync for the win. Oh, yeah. Okay. But well, know- she lip synced. <laughs> but she never. She was never in the bottom two. So Crystal technically had the worst track record, but she killed the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ella, who had the best track record, I know. I know. We've heard since that the poor thing had injured her back actually and struggled in in the finale and wasn't quite herself. But that might have been what helped Crystal to step into the win. So it's interesting that they'll do what they will, really. Um, I do think that I, in my gut and in my heart, I think it's between Ginger and Michael. Um, I, I mean, if it, well, then if it is, yeah, if it is Ginger and Michael, they mm-hmm. got three wins. There's no way that it's not going to be between them two. Yeah. And if it comes down to a performance challenge, then for me, it's a no-brainer. It's Michael's win. Oh, he's a fantastic performer. So, so good. Could have had a win in the girl group challenge. Another thing that I actually think goes in Michael's favour is when you look over the season, I think Michael's had a bit of a stronger storyline in that we've seen a bit more, dare I say, 
the old cliche. Uh, for three, two, one, vulnerability. vulnerability in oh. Michael. Because Michael had a fantastic relationship with his makeover partner um, doing the makeover challenge. And we just got to see this lovely warmth and this nurturing aspect. And Michael's lip synced once, which is the vulnerability the judges are looking for. Ginger feels a bit more like a kind of consistent powerhouse who's never had a misstep which can feel a little less relatable at times having said that ginger is a lovely warm personality as well she had lovely moments where she stuck up for other girls like Didi, yep. just recently mm-hmm. um but i i feel like i know less about ginger mm. you know okay yeah i think so mm. okay i'm remembering the time that i think ginger kind of came for someone in a jokey way. Do you remember? In She's the not first afraid couple, to read. In the first, no, 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 she wasn't. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that she was being shady. I like that bit of spice. Oh, totally. That's, that's, so that's, for me, we like, that's enough. We like sugar with a bit of salt, you know? Oh, uh, the girls, the top three have just walked in the workroom. Oh, We've seen the first are. part. And there's, whose name's on everyone's lips? Vicky Vivacious. Oh. <laughs> well, delicious because she's just gone home. But no, it was actually the Vicky Vivacious. Vicky Vivacious has made her way into the finale. Look, she made it. <laughs> you made it, girl. You made it to the finale. Congratulations. She, she's the name on everybody's lips. I mean, she did come hot. She came she's in hot. hot. She's, a, she's a funny thing, Vicky, isn't she? I mean, she she's, she's good entertainment. I just think, like we said last episode, I think... Vicky, being such a perfectionist herself, was turning that kind of self-criticism outwards and like projecting. And she was like, no, you do not deserve to be here, Dee Delicious. Not when I'm the professional, the season professional that I am. I'm going to tear a strip off you. Who else do you know? Uh, (laughs) She's talking to Davina. Who else do you know uh, travels miles and miles to do a gig? Who else do you know has travelled across six countries? Who Who else do you know whose relationship is not a community project? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> i mean she was um sh- livid <laughs> she was livid she was livid she, she changed her name to linda livid <laughs> she was just like bullshit vivian bullshit you do not belong here you booger <laughs> you booger i mean she stopped just short of course you can't really call Didi a booger she's too gorgeous she she, she, she is perfection um and and also i need to know are you even doing drag if you are not sellotaping your heels <laughs> that was funny to your to your feet that are was you, really really good are you even doing drag i mean i'm gonna just start doing it in everyday life i mean start- i just i just, i think i think that that was just classic tamara it's just so so funny because like, obviously, she looked gorgeous on stage because she always does. But it's like one of those things you just focus on the details. Like, that is so funny. That's so rough. <laughs> I mean, it's it's almost as rough as CC Superstar not wearing heels <gasps> on the runway. Anybody's not listening to our Canada race. reviews. We're slightly obsessed with CC Superstar now. They'll do. They'll do. Don't. <laughs> don't. Don't you dare. Don't. Oh, CC. I just stop, okay? Mm-hmm. The Mexi. So we, we've we've just been told RuPaul's come on in. They need to write and record their own lyrics starring as sexy cat burglars Ooh. in a music video for Spotlight, the remix. Now, and then they're also going to learn choreography, of course, and then they got their little chit-chat 
with Michelle the and um, TikTok. The funny thing for me was that after she said, you know, you know, good luck and blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah. The girls just run away from RuPaul and RuPaul doesn't walk out. And I just thought that was weird for some reason. Well, maybe she's just going to stand in the corner and stare at I them. was going to say that she ran away and I'm like, is she, is she's the, and then I started looking for her. Is she going to be walking in one of the background? She wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I was like, okay. She's just trying to set them on edge. Yeah, she's like, go on now. Go, you do you go. Pay me no mind, girls. I'm so, just staring at you. It has been confirmed. It is going to be a, you know, season finale performance. Write the lyrics, choreography. Slight twist in that it's a video, it seems, this time. Instead of like a performance on the stage. Oh, it's a video? Yeah, they said it's a video. For oh. the first time in Drag Race UK history. That will that will give Ginger more opportunities to um, get the choreography right. Okay, yeah, I guess you're right, isn't it? An edited video gives everybody more opportunities, but the person who needs them most may benefit most. Yeah. Right? That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. So, video. Hmm. Okay. Tamara's going to kill it. Michael's going to kill it. Ginger's going to get a, a great opportunity to <laughs> shake off the nerves and maybe self-correct and also get some feedback thing is ginger given this opportunity can just make it ginger like she still killed it in the girl group challenge by making it comedic Mm. like it doesn't always have to be you know yes mama house down boots death drops you're right it could, could be you know especially in a video format just good solid drag comedy with funny lyrics and a bit of jigging about i yeah i need to see more but before that, let's have a quick look at this the previous uh, season finales oh, okay, yeah. and see uh, who did the best and if that equates to winning. Now, oh, okay. season one, we had um, Rocket to the Moon. We had Bagger. Yeah. We had the Vivian. And then we had the Vivian the Campo. Yeah. In my opinion, the winner of that, first of all, that was a very strong finale. Very, very good. I love very the verses. I, I know I love it when I can, like, recite each verse which mm. i can i won't but i can <laughs> do it every, do it please every verse was great mm. but for me the winner um was davina oh wow that performance she started off flipping off one guy onto another guy to the ground she was doing splits being pushed back twice in a row she was doing choreography she i mean and then she had a nice like very like that, that her voice wasn't like high. It was like na 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 na. It was just very like ooh, very very like yeah. So for me, Davina definitely won. I would agree with you there. Three fantastic performances, but yeah. But the, does that equate to the win? No, because the Vivian won that season. Because I think really, it, well, we'll see. We'll see what we think by the end. They very deservedly won the season. Davina was the best in that challenge, probably. Season two. We had the top four, which was Tace, Bimini, Lawrence Cheney, and Ellie Diamond. Ellie Diamond, and I would, for me, the best performer on that grand finale, hands down, was Tace. Fully agree. Recently, we rewatched it, and she said, "Bring it to the runway, lights, camera, action, yeah. crown me, baby, I'm the lip sync assassin. Who me like this? Yeah, that's right. I mean, she was dancing. She was like, I mean, she was on fire. Such a." magnetic performer such a fantastic mover like my eyes were just drawn to her fantastic and then second was Bimini if I had to choose someone to be the weakest in there 
probably for me was Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with you. And so it's just not Florence. Lawrence's forte. Yeah, it was not. But she still won the season. She, so. she still like she was great, but like yeah, compared to the others, probably would rank her somewhere near the bottom. Now, season three finale was L of a Day, mm-hmm. Crystal Versace, yeah, uh, Kitty Scott Claus. Kitty Scott Claus was it? Them three, yeah. For me, the winner, oh, the vocal winner was L of a Day. Mm-hmm. The I mean, she came in with the chops. She's like, "Oh, I can't move, but I'm gonna give, I'm gonna <laughs> give you vocals. Yes. I'm gonna lay down the vocals." And she did. She did an amazing job of that. And then I think overall, feisty, fiery crystal. Crystal for me was really good. Crystal snatched it, I yeah. think. She moved amazingly. And her verse was really good as well. Yeah. yeah. So I think Crystal won With there. Versace. And she also won the season. So that's the she first did. one that they marries yeah, up. Yeah. Now, last season, mm-hmm. we've already said this, the best performer for me was Black Pepper. And yeah. then second was John Bruce Blonde. But mm-hmm. them two being at the top, yeah. the actual winner of that series was Danny. So... From what we've seen in the past, the strongest performer not necessarily is the winner of it. So we have to look at track record as a big uh, identifier in, in choosing and helping us select the winner. It's it's interesting, isn't it? Because in season one, actually, Bagger, Viv and Davina's track records were very similar because all three had three wins. But they felt like such a dominant force in the season. Um, in season two... Bimini had the best track record. She had four wins. Yeah, that was weird. Um, Lawrence had three wins. Three wins. Um, But yeah, I mean, still a very worthy winner. Still like, I would never ever, I can't, I can't take it away from her, but I never would try. Um, But yeah, yeah. Season two. Yeah, it wasn't based on track record or winning the final. More about kind of feel and storyline, I think. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, and then season three, not the best track record, probably the worst track record in the finale, but the winner of the final challenge. But she had the blessings of she RuPaul from day one. She might from well, day one. From day one. Blessed. And then last season, it was so close between Danny and Cheddar. It was. It was neck and neck. Yep. But neither were the best performer in the finale, but very similar track records. Mm-hmm. And um, Danny snatched it in the end. A lot of people wanted a double crowning there, and I would have been really happy I with think it. I should. Didn't they both have four wins? Yeah. Like, how dominant are they? Neither had been in the bottom two. Bloody hell. Mm. It should have been a double. It should have been a double. All right. If everyone with that in mind, let's see how this season goes. Okay, the category is Tech Tech Lunches. Yeah. And we don't usually, you know, shine too much of a moment on this on the podcast because I always feel like, like you've just said, they're mm-hmm. usually quite exploitative. Uh-huh. But this was actually really nice. This is a nice twist oh, in it because it felt more celebratory and joyful. And it was hard. Yeah, it, it wasn't like, you know, kind of trauma porn type stuff, which was great. Which was great. They were like nice heartfelt discussions um i felt a little bit closer to each of them to be honest and i think a big part of that was getting to see somebody from their life mm. outside so we got to meet um ginger's partner ben michael's partner philip and um tamara's mum sharon and they were all really like lovely touching moments um 
And it was wonderful to hear from each of them about kind of like, what is their life like? Who is their biggest supporter? Instead of like, at times when it really does feel like Rue and Michelle are like, right, so tell us about your deepest, darkest secret. Otherwise you are not going through. Mm. You will not be proceeding. This is actually a mini challenge. This is the Squid Games. This is Squid Games. Um, <laughs> your next, your, your challenge here is you. Make, make yeah. Rue feel an emotion. And if you Trauma. don't, if you do not make Rue feel an emotion, you have failed. Yeah. Um, in terms of like overall, very lovely and positive. I felt like if there's anybody that we got to learn a little bit more about, it was probably Michael um, in the sense that we, we heard about uh, Michael's. Well, actually, no, we did with Ginger as well, actually. Yeah. Ginger's experience with kind of growing up in rural area, experiencing shame and then dis- entering quite a self-destructive pattern and then discovering pride and how much that meant to her. That was really beautiful, actually. I think it's easy to forget sometimes, you know, when you go to pride and it's a big party and stuff, that it still means something. <laughs> and it, it, it means a lot to some Tom, people. just say it. Sometimes that we forget, you know, through all of the harnesses <laughs> and um, the sex displays on the street. And the poppers. And, you know, and the drugs, um, you know. Yeah. Outside of all of the, the gay showing just all their skin and walk around all skimpy and you know grinder being the busiest thing ever and uh-huh, uh-huh. you know we forget that actually there's another message for pride not 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 as well known no but there's also a hidden message yeah, one might a hidden say. message yeah. yeah if you look closely it's about community uh, oh. and there are there are people out there who you know who aren't is comfortable in their queerness. Oh. And this is a good place for them to, to find something. others. And so, Tom, do you remember me and you? Uh, this year, everyone, you know, funny, funny, funny. Tom and I, I was trying to get us to go to Manchester's Pride, uh, like, new to Pride. There's a new to Pride event if you're you know, if you've never been to Pride or don't know how to navigate it. Oh. I was trying to. I really wanted to go there. I don't remember that conversation because whenever we go to Pride, Tom, we just go to restaurants. <laughs> we're, we're useless. We go to Pride. We get like the best. We we literally get the hotel right on Gay Street, uh-huh, uh-huh. and we don't go to Pride. We, we go to watch all it these, out the window. We watch it. We watch it from the hotel bar. You know, in the yeah, safety yeah. of the sofa. Yeah, because you know the windows show us Pride Canal Street and. And it was very rainy this year. And and we don't really engage with it. But what we do is we do book restaurants outside of Gable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, I, I don't think, so I was just really trying to get us in the pride, the pride, you know, vibe. But well, this again, is a good reminder. Failed. This again, is a good reminder from Ginger. And Michael, obviously, what was interesting about Michael, I think, was the sense that um, growing up, there, there was such a big fear of rejection that it actually, you know, this, I guess this kind of reciprocal role was activated. She rejected her family before they rejected her. And she went to a, a youth, um, a youth home at the age of 16, which must have been simultaneously really brave and really tough thing to do. But when she actually had the conversation with her family, they, they accepted her. It was what, what spoke to me was growing up in that environment with kind of like systemic, um, homophobia just sort of bleeding into the culture when her family just wanted to love her for her. That's what I got. Yeah. And I also found that it was very similar to Ginger in the sense of mm. this all stemmed from shame. Yes. Didn't it? Yeah. Her, the reason she rejected us was I'm, I'm I'm quite ashamed of it and I feel like you're going to be ashamed of me for yeah. being this way. And that kind of led to what you said, reject before you, 
before being rejected, you reject first. Yep. And thinking of them both as people, they're both very warm and nurturing people. Um, and I, I think their experiences have informed that. Tamara's story was kind of like Tamara, really, just kind of quite funny and joyful. And um, we heard really that she'd had a lot of acceptance growing up. Uh, and maybe that's what contributes to her, the way that she's just so unashamedly herself all the time and abashedly. Mm, you know? Yeah, but then she also talk about kind of avoiding drag race um, and wanting to stick to dancing and, and kind of holding on to that little bit of masculinity in there. Question, because you Tell me how this. you feel about me. About my own, about my own, about my own. Yep, Was sorry. that more about the industry or more about her? I, hmm, I think the industry is changing a lot for men. Uh, you know, I think it's definitely changing, but I do think that in terms of auditioning for dance and dance roles, mm. they are looking for men and women. And um, unless you're looking specifically, like a binary unless, view, unless they are specifically looking for femme guys, mm. then that's very specific. But a lot of the times when you go to audition, they don't need a guy that can dance femininely. Women do that. And they look, you know, it's just very binary. Mm. Very, very that. So you do need to hold that masculinity when you are auditioning for a guy's audition. Looking mm. for males, this, this, this age, this age for this kind of dance. You do need to hold that. But it feels like it's evolving, thankfully. Yeah, or, more, or more opportunities yeah. are coming out now yeah. for, you know, for, uh, I mean, we see it all the time, not just masculinity and femininity, but body sizes. I mean, mm. it is becoming more fantastic. and more inclusive. Yeah. So let's talk about Spotlight, the finale performance that we just Spotlight. saw. Congratulations, Spotlight. girl. Congratulations. Now let's talk about it. Um, yes. No. We start off with Ginger opening with a verse. I liked her verse. It was so Ginger. It was, it was so, so ginger. honest it was and true. Very funny. And I want to give props to the choreographer who encouraged her to lean into the comedy because mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I that that was so good in helping her a not be so nervous and be be true yes to her style of performing especially yeah, yeah. in a video so i think she did really well yes. there were moments in the dance break where i did not like i really hate it when they do this whole editing like you know close side angle close up but, very you know, few wide very shots. very 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 quick shots of everything so you can't really sit mm. and appreciate you know the ensemble and um i do want to say that if you know, maybe it was more entertaining for the viewer just to see and, make it, and create well, the excitement. We're not trying great. to cut a queen out anymore. We don't have to do it. <laughs> but <laughs> That um, was episode I, one and two. I would have liked to see it uh, a bit more, you know, just leave it on leave it on a wide so that I can see mm. and assess. But I think even in that very, very quick shot, I did see a bit, maybe a little bit of lagging in the choreography, maybe, maybe. A little, yeah. and with Ginger. But I do want to say overall, I'm really, really happy with um, her solo verse, uh, her performance of the camera, mm-hmm. the comedy spin that she put on it. It yeah. did make me smile and laugh. And I loved her verse. What did you think about Ginger? I, I mean, you've covered it all. I thought her verse was uniquely Ginger, felt really special and funny. I thought her look was great. She gave me very Barbarella vibes. Um, and 
yeah, she she may she may have been a little off in some of the group choreo, but overall just uniquely ginger, really fabulous. She was um, great, you know, she yeah, was yeah. great. We love her. Oh, by the way, we saw um the Queen's return, but Caramel still didn't seem to be in the lineup. So I guess this is only a couple of days, really, ma- maximum three days after the reunion with the comedy roast. So she's probably still not feeling well. So bless her. Hope she's recovered well now. Let's talk about Tamara, who had the second verse. No, no, we sorry, Michael, who had the second verse. I mean, what a pro. Michael was I just... I watched Michael all day. Yeah, Michael was great. Michael, I like the mm. verse. I like the performance, the yeah. confidence. She's just fire. I think she kept up with the choreography. Yeah. Um, but if anyone nailed the choreography, and if no, if anyone knows how to fuck the camera with their eyes, it's Tamara. Tamara is, uh, uh, she's just sex on lights. Sex on legs. No, I liked, I loved uh, her verse. Mm-hmm. Tamara had a great verse. It was feisty. It was like, give me rapstress, a confident mover. Mm. Uh, just, yeah, great. Yep. Yeah, um, I, I remember more of, Tamara's performance than her actual lyrics, but it's because she's just such a magnetic performer. She was flipping and dipping and splitting. She was just really, really fantastic. Um, she is a dancer. She and you know what? She goes face. Her and Michael were great in the wider shots because they were they just felt really tight and in unison. I thought. I think the tightest performer was definitely Tamara. Mm. I, we knew this was going to be her forte. Tamara just really knows how to hit Curry. She knows how to hit the beat. Yeah. And she hits it so crisp. Mm. And I, rem- I remember seeing very, very quickly, um, I remember seeing Michael also hitting at the same time, very mm. in sync. But Tamara just really hits the beat. Yeah. If I had to rank performances in the verses, the best performer for me was Tamara. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then after Tamara, it would be a tie between Ginger and Michael. Maybe Michael Moroli edging out just because of the whole video as a whole. Yeah. But I really do appreciate Ginger's performance in the comedy. If I had to rate the verses, mm-hmm. my personal favorite verse was Ginger. Yeah. Then Tamara. No, sorry, Ginger, then Michael. Yeah. And Tamara um, was third. I think so as well, because Ginger's was the funniest. Michael's was also funny and well thought out. Tamara's was less memorable as a verse, but I mean, she makes up for it in performance prowess. I mean, some words that she was trying to rhyme together, I was just like, huh? <laughs> when you look Tiara rhymes with what? <laughs> when you look and dance like she does, you don't need to be a no wordsmith, no dear. One's, you no don't one's need looking. to be a wordsmith, dear. But the person who was consistent, who had good verse, mm. good performance, who was competent and consistent in both was Michael. Yeah, just an all-rounder, as we say. And yes, this is bias. Yeah, we. I might, the same way that you are biased towards... Kate Butch, I may be biased towards Michael. I love Michael. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm human. Oh, wow. <laughs> Am I bleeding because you cut me? Yeah, we, yeah. We love all these girls and we have no biases whatsoever. Um, sh- I'm really excited to see the finale runway. This is our final time talking about it the is. runway. Tom... Saying goodbye to these girls, aren't Our we? focus for the runway are our top three, but I am going to give you an opportunity. I want you to talk about your only one... 
of your favorite returning queens who had the best look for you and i'll, and I'll let you talk about it i want everybody out there to know that Bowler has told me that i cannot talk about more than one <laughs> because he yes. said he'd punish me he said he'd punish me because today tonight is about ginger tomorrow and michael I'm sorry. In this time, I could have talked about all of them. <laughs> my favourite, if I had to pick one, they all look gorgeous. My favourite was Didi. Um, I thought it was the most elevated and beautiful I'd seen Didi all season. I knew that she was a skilled drag technician, but I don't think she's ever looked more beautiful. Looked like a very Bob Mackie-esque kind of presentation to me. Stoned, revealing. She was boob, she was bum. And yet she was classy. Cassie. because she is because she is yeah love this unusual sort of green tone as well and just like the kind of um ombre effect uh really really beautiful great job dd although all the girls look gorgeous this evening now talk to me about ginger johnson ginger's come out and done so i, I really find it very interesting and fun when girls come out not so much in a gown for the finale and ginger's come out in pants trousers um, she's giving us this kind of golden matador effect. Um, really unusual and really interesting. A little nod to Schiaparelli again, I think. Um, really heavily bejeweled and embellished. And she looks great. She looks really, really good. I mean, the whole outfit looks expensive and it's unexpected. Mm, I did get quite sad hearing her talk about her final time running down, walking down the runway. Yeah, she was really honest about that. And it's, well, yeah, it was also really nice to hear, you know, could you imagine someone who had a really bad edit listening to Ginger talking so lovingly about, oh, I'm <laughs> so sad, I'm going to be walking in for the last time, I had such a great time. And there's people out there who have had the worst edit on the show, you know, and they're just sitting there going, wow, you just got the luck of the draw, didn't you, Miss Johnson? <laughs> she looks really beautiful anyway. And mm. again, such an interesting twist. Reminds me of Bob the Drag Queen giving um, a sort of black tuxedo in her finale or Violet Chachki. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, doing, I was going to say, don't, don't you compare this to Bob the Drag Queen. Oh, Bob looked locks. great. Bob looked great. When? Bob Bob was a absolute genius comedian. Had, had everything but the fashion. Come on. The fact is she had her moment. I actually thought she looked really cute in that tuxedo. I think she said recently that she stands by that look, and I think she looked cute. Okay, Valet Chachki wore trousers in her finale. Yeah, and that's how it's done. She gave, you know, gave it a kind of like an old school sort of air take. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. And just FYI, Bob the Drag Queen is one of my favourite drag queens ever. That's not up for debate. She's just top tier. She's just like, you can't. You, you cannot love you cannot not like her top tier top tier um on to our next queen michael maruli this is like michael is so great at presenting just like drag isn't she this is drag this is over the top this is glamorous this is there's just so much going on i love it she's an absolute feast for the eyes um she's very much the ice queen but i'm also seeing like there's aquatic elements she's got like these wings coming off her shoulders like a lionfish um she uh, there's like i love the intricate kind of like stiff almost origami like shards on the skirt so the skirts reminded me of that um galliana for origami collection um but the, overall the effect has given me a bit of mcglair just kind of like it's camp it's couture this looks really expensive she looks fantastic mm. i mean i i'm a big sucker for camp yeah. tom and the colors 
The colours of love. Lovely. It's There's, just, you said it, it's drag. It's so drag. It's drag. The colours are really lovely because there's an iridescence, like there's icy hues, but there's like an aurora borealis kind of undertone. Gorgeous. And speaking of gorgeous, we also have Tamara Thomas. And I think it's safe to say this is the most beautiful she's looked Tamara, all season. this is my favourite look ever of you. She's pulling a Tyra Sanchez. Oh, isn't yes. she? She's very much. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Though Tara looked gorgeous all season. Like for the time, she had like quite a groundbreaking runway package, I think. Um, but remember, Tara said, um, Rue said to her, didn't she? Like, how did you hold off wearing that dress all season? And she was like, it, it, when it was time to wear it, it would speak to me. <laughs> Tom, but lower? When it was time to wear it, it would speak to me. <laughs> Um, and that's what happened here with Tamara oh, Thomas. I love it. I the, love it. The fringing and beading is gorgeous. She's managing to show off her legs, so she's still keeping it youthful and fresh. Um, I'm a sucker for a puff shoulder. My favourite bit actually is her hair and makeup. I feel like she's gone softer with her makeup. I love, I love her, her kind of snatched, um, you know, F the camera mug. But this is softer and it's a really nice side to her. The hair is so pretty. Very kind of like Grace Kelly, very Veronica Lake, very old school Hollywood glamour. Come through, yes. Um, just really, really beautiful. In terms of like references, I'm just getting old school Hollywood glamour. Uh, maybe with a bit of Schiaparelli twist. I don't know, but I'm just obsessed with Schiaparelli and see it everywhere. Just the is digress. Schiaparelli the new Mugler? Do I say it as much as Mugler now? Schiaparelli. 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 Mugler. Mugler. And Richard Quinn. Those are your three most referenced. Okay, okay. But Richard Quinn is my favourite, and I would do anything to get tickets to see one of his shows. Richard, if you're listening. Richard, please. We'd love to throw. We'd love to throw with you. Even can I? Can I, you know, I can be one of your wait staff. <laughs> just, just <laughs> yeah, let me and let me through the door. I would serve canapes just to be at the show. <laughs> yeah, I would love exactly. That. Yeah. Please, please. Yeah. Do you need any backstage help? Yeah. Um. <laughs> you know. I mean, come on, come on. Let, yeah. let us in. Let us see. Let us see. Let us see, see let us Richard. See. Kuhn, let us see. Um. Okay. Do we think? Do we want to talk about a runway winner? You can choose your favourite. It's so hard because they all look so gorgeous. My favourite... Look, mine's Tamara. My favourite runway is Tamara. There's something about it that's so classy. And it's... You know what? It's just not what I expect of her. She really has pulled a Tara Sanchez, like you said, Mm -hmm. and just pulled this out of nowhere that I'm just like, whoa. Like, what? That's not a bikini? One thing about Tyra, though, just as an aside, during that era, the runway categories are so non-specific. You could kind of, you could just have a bunch of beautiful dresses and make them fit. There's things like glamour or eleganza extravaganza or, or country red carpet. This is country. If, if I wore like that stuff, then like, the girls at home, they, oh. they, you know, they wouldn't, they, they'd find disrespectful if I wore something like that. This always, Come on. always time for a season two tangent, isn't there? Oh yes. Um, I'm going to go for Michael because she's just serving such drag. But all three girls are beautiful. Who's the winner of season five? I'm really torn. I, I can't remember the last time I felt I felt quite so torn and unable to kind of name a queen who I think has won. But you know what? I'm going to go with my gut instinct and my heart. 
And among these fabulous three angels of the north. Just said on our three. Three, okay. two, one, we'll say who we want. Yeah. yeah? Full name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Three, two, one. Michael Vicky Marilli. Vivacious. What? <laughs> who? Bring What back... did you say? What are we calling it now? Linda Livid. <laughs> Linda Livid. Bring back Linda Livid. <laughs> Michael. There's something Michael, about Michael that I love. It's something about kind of like... like... Ginger being a very close second. Do you know what? Triple crown, double crown. Don't double, mind. Go double. for it. We do want to say, Tamara, you didn't make the top two. But we, you've just got such an energy and a life force about you. You've earned so that, many fans. Yep. And Tom, whether they, whether the tour of our top three yeah. Angels of the North are going to Manchester we need or to Liverpool, see them. we're going. I, 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 you know, I, I just, yeah, I just need. We're to. going. Yeah, yeah, they're amazing. We're going, and Music I want front row seats. I want the lot. I want the meet and greet. I want, I want VIP treatment more. If it comes with a drink, then Let, yes. Let's not push it. Let's not push it. Yeah, yeah. But we're definitely um, going to be seeing our top three. We've just been told that tomorrow did I make the top two, which, you know, you know what? It was good because we were talking about before how a lot of the top performers don't usually win. Mm-hmm. And for me, if there was one of the top performers this tonight, mm-hmm. tomorrow would have been one of them. This is true. This is true. It's a bit like season four, really, where basically the top performer in aspects of the video or performance didn't have the best track record. Mm. And I'm kind of at peace with the fact that yeah. much as I love her, Tamara has been asked to step to the back and she was so lovely and gracious and gorgeous. It's giving me Jojo because it's too little too late. <laughs> so get now, out right now. Everyone knows Jojo? now. I'm going to push play. It is now between Ginger Johnson and Michael for the winning on a lip sync for it. The powerhouses of the season. To A Little Respect by Erasure, one of my favourite songs. I adore this song. It really is. Tom yeah. plays it so much. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. I hope that Michael has access to take some of that there, clothing off. She took it off in the untucked. This, there are layers of reveals here. Because Ginger's fully capable of doing whatever she needs to in that lovely suit. Michael looks laser focused. This is going to be oh. ne- new oh. for Ginger. It is. Yes. Come on, girls, give it your best, both of you. You're both powerhouses. Let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go! Yes. Okay, good. There we got a reveal. To discover. Tom! Yes, okay, Michael's giving me confidence already. Yep. She's got that reveal done. Ginger's giving some emotion. I'm into it. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm I'm already drawn into Michael. Michael just has this finesse in performance. Ginger starts to be performing from a... I love the fact that this is an 80s song that both these girls will connect with. That... And Andy Bell is such a queer icon as well. I want to say this. The, the difference that I'm seeing here is that Michael is so confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael's performed she's this per- song 20 times before. She's she's performing not out of fear. She's performing out of a love for the song, but she's performing in a, a, in a to space of confidence. To entertain her audience. Yeah, she's performing yeah. in a space of confidence. Yeah. Okay, Ginger's pulling some more comedic moves. Okay. Which she... 
There we go. Work those yes, synths, girls. Ginger. Oh, the lovely Danny Beard is in the house, by the way. Oh, they both, they both have their comedy element. Tom, this is not a lip sync for your <laughs> vocals. Come on, girls. You're both doing so fab. Oh, yeah. If I had just a cutoff of their faces... Uh-huh. I'm... It's... It's giving... I'm still choosing Michael. Michael's got me. Both these girls get this song. Both of them get the meaning of it. If I am to elect my winner... I, I love what both of them did, but Michael got it for me. Oh, oh a lovely embrace at the end. The mutual respect is so wonderful. A little respect. They give each other a little oh, respect. Tom. It's all there. It's all there, isn't oh, they it? Are living, they are living they're the living lyrics. It. They're breathing it. Oh. Okay, that was lovely. Who is Danny going to pass the scepter of truth to? And the crown of power. Tom, the winner of the lip sync was Michael. I'm sorry. It, it was, it's a no-brainer for me. It's a... Let me just quickly pause it. Next drag race superstar. I'm pausing it. Uh, the reason that I'm saying it's Michael is that Michael was performing out of a space of... Even if Michael was nervous, I didn't get it. I didn't feel it. I felt... Yeah. I felt there was a there was a there was still a smile in the performance there was still a a confidence that mm. really that really drew me in mm-hmm. and that that got me engaged and and it's not that ginger didn't have that but ginger for me was performing more internally than performing for everyone there are moments where ginger did mm. and it's when ginger is herself when ginger or ginger like for example that musical part where she was just like mm. camping it up that that's what i wish i had a bit more of i think that's where her confidence is yeah but she didn't have that during the verses and and, and yeah. that's what it was and that's the difference between the the two stars performances is that it was it was a someone who said i've got this don't worry, everyone. From the moment you're in good the music hands. Playing, yeah. Michael's yeah. face gave me that. You're in good hands versus yeah. someone who kind of was wasn't was really performing internally, as mm. in you know, in the words of Chanel, internally and externally <laughs> and externally, internally and on the outside. <laughs> so that's that's what I have to say. That is my winner without bias based on the performance. I am in agreement with Michael you, is one, but I am dying to find out what Mama Ray thinks. Ginger Johnson. Way Ginger. Oh. I mean, it was one of those. It's a toss-up between these two queens. We could dissect the whole episode and the whole season, and it's it's it feels like a draw, but like. That Ginger's such a, a wonderful queen. Obviously, we adore Michael as well. Is there anything you'd like to say? Thank you for everything. I've had the time of my life. And I'm not only leaving here with this shiny little stick, <laughs> but also with the most amazing crowd. Oh, she's so congeniality. <laughs> got she's an absolute well. doll. Prance Ginger. 
Tom, let's have a little kiki. Let's turn this down a little and let's have a little kiki. Yeah, yeah. Nothing changes from what I said. Let's just acknowledge that first and foremost. The winner of this lip sync was Michael. Mm -hmm. Hands down. There is nothing else you can say about it. The winner for this season and plenty, several, everyone put their hands together and congratulate our new reigning queen, Ginger Johnson. Congratulations, Ginger. Who has been consistent from day one. She really, really well, has. day well, two. Ma- yeah, <laughs> from day been two. Consistent. There's yeah. so little between consistent them. Consistent from such day two. Amazing queens. And like... I just see Michael snatching another crown in the future if she so wishes versus the world or UK All-Stars, whatever it might be. She's just such a talented powerhouse. But for tonight, congratulations to, to Ginger. An amazing, lovely queen with so much heart and talent. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. It's over. It is. That's the end of UK season five until... Well, we, we have had a casting call for season six, so we'll see the British girls again in October or so. Uh, but if you are not sick of the sound of our voices, you can tune in in the next couple of days to listen to our review of Drag Race Canada season four. Absolutely there. And just to add and just... To add to this, I want to say thank you so much for this season five cast. Oh, an amazing group of girls. What an amazing, absolutely, so so much talent, so much mm. great entertainment and value that you've given to so many people, putting on a show, doing it all, you know, do, doing it all for us. I want to say thank you so much. Through quite difficult circumstances, I will say. They had unique circumstances, you know, at the beginning of the season, controversy and adversity, but they've pulled through. It's such a talented and lovely bunch. Mm. Thanks so much for the entertainment, guys. And I want to say congratulations again to Ginger Johnson, yep. winner of UK season five. And a gorgeous runner-up, Michael Marulli. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. Who, who we kind of wanted to win, let's be honest. Who we, we you know, but <laughs> and that's what it is. All stars. <laughs> All stars. Uh, here we go. It's all stars for you, my darling. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much for listening. This is Paolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys in Canada Drag Race. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. soon.